Welcome to episode 101 and the first one of season two of the Startup Show. Thank you very much, Jan, for being on the show today. And today we're going to talk about cryptos, we're going to talk about blockchain and all its pitfalls and downfalls and what you should be aware of in your due diligence process. Tune in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season two of the Startup Show. Today we are here at the Crypto Finance AG, and I'm very excited to speak to the CEO and co-founder, Jan. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Jan, you're on the hot seat today. You're a very special guest today, episode 101. It's the first one of season two. And I'm very excited because we have a little bit of a new concept, so I might have to um, explain the audience sometimes like what we're about to do. But for now on... As usual, please give a short introduction um, about you personally. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, welcome everyone. My name is Jan Brezhek. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Crypto Finance HE. It's a Swiss-based financial institute, financial intermediary. And uh, my background is mainly from banks, financial services. I worked for Six Swiss Exchange. I worked in longer time for UBS in trading and sales, and in the last two years as business manager for Ulrich Kerman. So you recently, um, as you just said, like made the switch from let's say the safe haven of UBS to more of like the crypto finance, a big let's say hype or a big topic discussion, blockchain, cryptos. They're all over the place. How was this change from going to corporate to such a like unknown industry? It was not easy at all. I, mean, <laughs> I have two little kids, so everyone who has kids knows how it is. However, when I had to deal with some innovation projects at UBS and I dicked into this new topic of blockchain and other exponential technologies, I mean, you have artificial intelligence, robotics, etc. I realized what huge potential it has for the society, but as well for all the financial institutes. So I said, okay, I came up with a few ideas, innovation topics, projects we could do. And they said, no, no, that's uh, too fancy or there's no demand for it, Mm -hmm. especially for the crypto fund I wanted to launch with Nubias. And I said, no, no way. So that's why for me it was a turning point where I said, okay, if they don't move, I move. And that's why I resigned and founded then. Uh, the crypto finance AG. Right. Do you see some, let's say, difference in, let's say, the, I wouldn't call it the atmosphere, but maybe the culture between, let's say, these two types of, um, let's say, the old established wealth management versus, let's say, yeah, yeah. crypto uh, and blockchain? I mean, we're working here. The whole team is working 16, 18 hours uh, per day. That's unbelievable. That's such a great spirit and teamwork here that I have never seen that before. Mm-hmm. However, we are young, we're agile, but sometimes, you know, we haven't have the capabilities to really scale and grow as fast enough. So the others, they are there already. So we will, and sooner or later, we will arrive there as well. And then, you know, with more employees, we're already with uh, 23 people right now. Every week, new people are joining. So <laughs> it's unbelievable, but it becomes kind of size where you are not that agile anymore. Right. Mark Benecke um, was also in your seat at some point. About a couple of months back, he was talking about FinLeap, and he's one of the co-founders here also. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about like what you exactly do here at Crypto Finance. So our main goal is to professionalize the crypto space. And I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist per se. I think it's an absolutely great innovation. 
But what I think is absolutely necessary that we professionalize that crypto finance, crypto space, because no institutional investor will jump in this new and unknown area if there are no professional or successful uh, providers from the old world in a new world. So that's why I'm bringing in people from the old world, from traditional finance, uh, from banks, traders, asset managers, portfolio managers. I saw Raymond Aubert. He's probably Aubert. classic Julius. And, and that's amazing. That he's a professional. <laughs> from a very old uh, bank in Switzerland, is supporting this new technology and is interested in it. And he's keen to learn what's going on in this space. So that's, that's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. so, so at Crypto Finance, what are your primary goals? So we have three pillars, basically, along the value chains. And one is the first is the Crypto Fund AG. There we are managing and issuing funds. Mm -hmm. Our first fund is an index fund. We built an index with an index provider from the traditional world. And uh, it covers the largest 10. So it's kind of a blue chip index, like the SMI, DAX, uh, S&P 500, but just with the largest 10 by market cap. And with this first fund, we invest in this. So it's a really easy way for traditional investors to go in this new sphere, this new business, uh, this new asset class. The second one is a brokerage business, because you need to have professional trading desks to serve you as a client. You can set up an account easily with an exchange, mm -hmm. but if you want to buy larger amounts or trade larger amounts, you need to have exchanges or several exchanges. You need to have accounts with them. You need to have balances there as well. Mm -hmm. You have cash and fiat and crypto holdings on the exchanges. So that makes it very difficult to manage if you do it for yourself. But as soon as you're a bigger one, then you need to have a provider financial intermediary as all the banks do for their clients. When you want to trade on an exchange, you go to your bank, give them the order to buy it, and they do it for you in the best execution manner. means they make sure that you get the best price on the market and not at only at the exchange where you have an account. And the third pillar is the storage business. It's absolutely crucial that you safe keep your assets. And so far, the market, in my opinion, was focused on B2C. So you could buy a hardware wallet like Trezor or Ledger, but for institutional investors, they need to have proper multi-sig solutions, and not only for Bitcoin, but for the, all the others as well. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to have an app or a website where you can do the transactions. It has to be highly secure because there are huge amounts of money on there. So. This is really a cold storage solution, which is scalable, and is based in Switzerland with Swiss technology, etc. It has not been there uh, in the market before. I mean, it's interesting to see because, you know, I think something you already understood is that blockchain will definitely change our life. All of these cryptos are based on uh, blockchain networks. What, what do you see, let's say, if you look beyond, let's say, the finance area, What have you seen, let's say, where blockchain will actually influence or really revolutionize the way we do business and the way we live our lives? Internet uh, was the internet of information. So when I send you a picture, I still have it and you have it, right? Now, with blockchain, you can transfer values. And that's absolutely exciting. Because now I can send you money. I can send you the ownership of my car. So you buy my car, 
you send me the money, you send the money to a small contract. I send my ownership token of the car to a small contract. And as soon as they have both, they interact them and send you the token of the car and I get your money. Or there's an example in Sweden with the land registry. A startup is putting the land registry, so your house on the blockchain, and then you have a blockchain based token of your house. That's absolutely amazing. And I mean, many, many business uh, businesses more, which are now possible with this distributed ledger uh, technology. Yeah, I saw a funny um, one where you have your dating history on the blockchain. I'm not sure this is going yeah. to be interesting. But <laughs> I get so many ICO requests every day. Like, uh, we're building a second internet, a second universe. Um, yeah, porn on uh, blockchain. <laughs> it doesn't make sense that every startup or every company puts uh, issues its own token, right? It should make sense right. overall. Um, when we look at a little bit into, let's say, Switzerland's role currently, I think we are in a transition time. We were able, luckily, to build our wealth um, as Swiss people over the last, let's say, 50, 70 years, thanks to the financial sectors. Um, where, where do you see our role in this whole blockchain crypto? Is this something that we or that you feel that we as Switzerland will be able to position ourselves on a global level? Now, Crypto Valley is very famous for ICOs yeah. and for cryptos uh, per se. But I would be more careful, careful in that space. But overall, as you said, um, Switzerland is very famous for safekeeping your assets. And I think there, that's a goal where I want to go as well, that we store the assets, the cryptos in Switzerland as well, the private keys for the clients, because that's a stable country, it's independent, it has a stable government, etc. So that's absolutely the best way how to store your assets. Mm -hmm. I also said that actually recently in a, in a talk I gave at Google, mm -hmm. um, where I kind of like asked the audience, what are our characteristics? And trust was one of them. So why not to use the trust that we already have as a reputation mm -hmm. towards the outside, use it for the blockchain technology, and then really build our name up in that space? And anyway, absolutely. And we're pretty decentralized with the governments already. So we don't have a one central government that decides for everything, but with the cantons and the cities, etc., there are distributed governance. So I think, and we have Geld and Rekoschecks, <laughs> so these are artificial currencies as yes. well. Um, I think Switzerland is a good breed for, for cryptos. So, so you think it's possible with all the regulations? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Regulations are here. It's not, it's not true that cryptos are unregulated. Yes. You need to stick to the existing laws. When you, have, when you issue a token and you participate in the uh, success of your company, then it's similar to equity tokens. So you need to apply the securities law. Yeah. If you issue a fund on the blockchain, it's still a fund. Right. It's just a new technology. And the laws in Switzerland are technology neutral. Many years ago, you had a physical share registry from a company. Yeah. And then you put it to SIS, Sega Intersettle, which is a centralized uh, share registry on a computer, on a ledger, internal single ledger from uh, Sega Intersettle. And now, maybe in the future, it's decentralized. You have this share registry on all the computers in your network. That's amazing. When you look at, let's say, the current state of cryptocurrencies, Many times you hear we are in a bubble, specifically when you talk about, let's say, ICOs and Bitcoins. Why are we not in a bubble, in your opinion? Because I think it's still very difficult to invest in cryptos. I always compare it with the beginning of the internet. 
Remember the time when you had to buy, when you had a computer, a big one, probably, with the large disks, or maybe already the smaller ones, and then you had to buy a modem yeah. to connect to the internet. And that time, then you connected, and beep, 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 yeah, beep. That sound, I remember. And, <laughs> and then when you were connected to the internet, then you were not able to form, uh, to have calls at the same time, yes. because there was just one line. It was very cumbersome. My parents always told me, "Young, get out of the internet. We need to have a call." And this has changed, right? So in today, it's in almost every device there is a modem or some a way how to connect to the internet. And I'm pretty sure that we will see this development as well here in in cryptos. So that's why I say it's a hype. Everyone is talking about it, but compared to the dot com bubble, where the banks and the media were all absolutely excited about the internet and they will change our lives completely and they supported it. This time, banks are trying to prohibit it or not to allow clients to transact in cryptos. Yep. They are not offering it. Medias are talking about the bubble all the time, so it can't be a bubble. Right. <laughs> okay. Good. So we just finished the first part. As I said in the beginning, uh, this episode is special because for the first time we try a new format. So before this interview, I asked my audience on Facebook, I asked them on WhatsApp and LinkedIn and Twitter, and I asked them anywhere, and I chose one audience questions in a new segment called The Audience Ask. So if you want your questions to be answered, make sure to follow me somewhere on the web to be able to see who I'm going to interview next. So today's question is coming from my WhatsApp group, and a guy, his name is Asaf Zamir, and his question is the following. As a crypto trader, do you have to register as a broker? What is the regulatory situation in Switzerland in those regards? No, if you're an individual in Switzerland, you don't need to register as a security dealer license with FINMA, if you mean that, because you're just an investor. If you trade heavily, then it could be that the tax uh, authorities put you in as, as a, an asset manager. But that shouldn't be in a normal case, even though if you are trading equities heavily, small sizes, you are still an investor and not a broker or um, an asset manager. So, okay, good. <laughs> so thank you very much for this insight. So the, sec the next segment is a segment that we call Quick Fire Q&A. So what we do is we have five questions. Jan will get about 30 seconds or less to answer each question, and it should be very quick. It should be entertaining. Ready? Yes. Good. First question. Best way to value a startup considering, let's say, at an ICO stage? Proper due diligence. Make sure you understand the business case. Read the white paper, even maybe it's difficult to read. Then try to know the people uh, behind it. And is there one multiple you could say? No. No, that feeling. Yeah. Okay. Feeling. <laughs> Good. Hope. Hope. <laughs> okay, second question. Most disruptive industry and your favorite startup in this industry? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on in this space at the moment. I mean, within blockchain, I think, uh, for example, e-identity 
uh, valid in this, uh, startup in Zurich who's doing an ICO right now is preparing an ICO, which is m- very interesting because they put the digital identity on the blockchain and you own the data and you can enable your platforms where you are going on on Facebook, etc., what they are able to share and what information they get. So they are not taking all your data anymore, but you own the data. And can we finally emote? Like, um, or elect, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. You, you can do it already in Switzerland. Um, e-vote, but not fully on the blockchain. Right. Okay, good. Who do you admire in the investor world and why? Oh, there are so many people. Um, I think for me, uh, crucial factors are that he took some risk, bold decisions, and then he did it. And just maybe, you know, they always have challenges on your way to success. But you can overcome them. And I'm not judging people by their success itself, but how many obstacles they had to conquer to get to this success. And who would that be? I can give you some of my board members now. Yeah. <laughs> sure, go. Pluck them here. <laughs> yeah, they all... Uh, my I mean, like board. I say, Mark Benek, is, I'm a big fan. He was on the show, so you can mention him. <laughs> Mark, for example. And uh, we have Philippe Cotier, we have Raymond Baer. There's so many, so it wouldn't be, it would be unfair to name just one. Okay, fine. But a role model, you have a role model? A person who stays... Uh, who they are and... Even with success. success. Okay, very good. Fourth question. What would you like to see in the next five years in your ecosystem? A further professionalization. Not a ICO bubble pops. (laughs) Um, Because that could throw down the whole asset class. I'm pretty sure we'll see more professionalization and that cryptos become a new asset class and a new technology. Right. Um, last question to wrap up that section. Funniest story about a crypto investor? Yeah, I, I know a few. Uh, one guy bought Bitcoin very early yeah. in 2010 on his old laptop, and then uh, it's worthless and uh, oh, no. forgot about it. <laughs> threw the computer away. Uh, another one is uh, from banking. I know a, a sales guy. He used to work with me, or he was a counterparty, and he saw that I'm in crypto space now. And so he uh, contacted me and told me, hey, I'm investing in cryptos as well. I bought the Swiss coin. Mm-hmm. What's the Swiss coin? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's absolutely successful. And um, I made already 1,000% profit. And then the Swiss coin quickly Googled it. It was like a scam. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't look that good, and I've heard about it, but maybe you can sell it. Oh, no, I cannot sell it yet. It's not launched yet. And then to ask him, how can you know that you made 1,000% profit? Ah, oh, that's written on my statements. Oh, yeah, then it must be true. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay, good. Thank you very much for this quick fire round. Um, if you have to give one advice to, let's say, future cryptocurrency traders, what would it be? Okay, uh, make sure you do your due diligence. Don't invest just in scams or in useless tokens, coins, or where you have no idea about the background. Just because it goes up, it doesn't need to go up forever. Work properly, you stick to the laws and regulations in your countries, and then uh, enjoy the ride. Um, <laughs> whatever goes up fast comes down fast normally. But give it a try. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the ride. So if the uh, market goes down 20%, don't uh, 
lose your faith in yourself and keep going. Uh, leave the gains go and cut the losses. So I always tell my doubters of Bitcoin, I said, like, just buy a fraction of a Bitcoin yes. once. Try it. Give it a try. You don't have to, you're not going to lose. If you put in 100 francs and it goes by half, you still can buy your lunch. But give it a try and see how frictionless this whole blockchain works. Just to That's give it a try. A very good example. I do that always as well with very traditional investors, very old uh, family offices. And I tell them, look, download the wallet on your mobile phone and invest it. And I send you a fraction of a Bitcoin and then start sending you each other's the, the cryptos. And you see how unbelievable it is. And Never invest more than you can afford to lose. <laughs> this, is <laughs> and, 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 and this is not investment advice. Okay, Yana, thank you very much for letting me uh, interview today. Thank you very much for being in the hot seat today. And thank you very much for tuning in for episode 101 of the Startup Show, the first one of season two. Thank you very much and have a great day. Hi, my name is Laurent Meyer and I'm Dean and co-founder of Propulsion Academy who's here at Technopark Zurich. Make sure to subscribe to the Startup channel on Facebook or LinkedIn to see when my interview goes live with Cedric next Monday.